Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, friends. Happy whatever today is. My days are all messed up from traveling, but we're here. And we are talking to a great friend of mine, an incredible woman who is a marketing specialist. And we are talking all about leading and knowing your brand values and how that can help you to serve your community. And so we're going to have her join us here today. So pull up a seat, pull out a notebook. This is going to be a good one. And thank you guys for joining us today. So she's going to hop in here. So hopefully you have a pen and paper handy for this one. So all right. So welcome. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How are you healing up? <laughs> we are slowly but surely getting there. I'm very, very close to getting rid of my good friend, the walker that is making an appearance here in our video, but a little bit better each day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have tennis balls on the bottom of your walker? <laughs> No, and everybody keeps telling me and my husband both, like, why have you not put tennis balls on that? I'm like, because I'm going to get rid of it soon. I'm not going to eat it forever. So that's the goal, to get rid of it. Up the energy to where we don't actually have to utilize the walker. That's why. Yes. So funny. Okay, well, I'm excited to to talk today. I was thinking about this live and talking to you, and I'm like, this is such a great topic for us to be discussing because of all the changes that are happening right now in business and just in our economy and everything as a whole. I think it's like now is the most important time for people to figure out who they are, what makes them different, and really be vocal about that. Because what I've seen in just like buyer behavior is People are using more discernment with who they hire and why they hire. They're doing their research. They're paying attention. You can't just show up and post something fancy on social media and have somebody hire you in two seconds. The runway time, you're right, is way longer. The the time and the relationships that we have, have to nurture are lasting longer. And it's not that people aren't buying but they're buying from people that they have relationships with and brand values are such a foundational piece of how you create those relationships. And so many times business owners, we think, well, I know my brand values, but they're in your head. And so they're not clear to your audience or your team or anybody else. And so getting them out of your head and into your content can make such a difference with building those relationships with your audience. Yeah. So Let's help everybody listening, watching. Tell us what, how do you define brand values? How can they define, how would they figure out what are my brand values? They probably know them, but maybe they don't even realize what that is. Yeah, for sure. So brand values are like the guiding principles that you would use to filter business decisions and relationships decisions through And they're the important things about you or your company, your brand business that you would want 
your customers and your team to know. And a lot of times when I work with small business owners who are moms, and I think about like, well, what are the things that you always want to teach your children? Well, chances are that's what you want your customers to know and feel as well. And I can share an example that one of my personal values is work hard and be nice. Like I grew up in the Midwest. That's who you are as a Midwesterner. You work hard, you be nice. And that's something that I always say and want to teach my son. But at the same time, when I think about the type of customer that I want to attract, the business owners that I want to work with, I want to work with people that believe in that same thing. Mm. And if you don't believe in that, you don't believe in kindness and being nice, and you don't believe in putting it in the, in the work, I don't want to work with you. And that's okay. Because when we talk about, you know, people will say, oh, the customer is always right, but not everybody's the right customer. And, you know, we're talking about brand values today and clarifying our brand values can help us niche into who is the right customer. So we can talk to that customer in a way that connects with them and resonates with them versus trying to just like vanilla generic talk to everybody all at once. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, there's so much goodness here. And I think that's where, when I hear this because of who I am and, and, and what I do, as you know, because you've been in the room with me so many times, but I instantly think about, especially for women, the fear of expressing what they actually believe, because I believe that our brand values are and should be representative of also our personal values to where there's so much fear because of our people pleasing tendencies that, Oh, I, if I say that it's going to make somebody mad, it's going there. What are they going to think? And so I think it's really beautiful to really know who you are and be willing to own that on a personal and professional level, which is, I think what you're talking exactly what this does, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting that in this climate of like decisive, like divisiveness, you know, we want us versus them. There's all this, like, well, this team versus that team. It can feel uncomfortable to have polarizing opinions, but it's okay to take a stand for something. And if what you take a stand for is part of who you are and part of the company that you're building, you're going to attract other people that believe the same thing and repel the ones that don't, which quite honestly, and I know you talk about this all the time, is going to protect your energy. Like, I am all for being inclusive and being open-minded, but if there are certain things that you're like, I don't stand for that. You don't want to go hang out with customers that do stand for that and promote that. And so it's going to just drain your energy. Yeah, that's so true. And that to me is a good enough reason on why you should know and lead with your brand values, because that way you are, you're almost, it's like you're getting rid of the small talk portion. You're saying, this is who I am. This is what you're going to get. This is what I believe. This is what's going to take place in, in our work together. And I think a lot of people I know are turned off by my tough love that I'm going, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to hold you. You want to set a standard. You want to get somewhere. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm not going to let you hold yourself back. And some people are turned off because I'm a lot, you know, <laughs> but also it works. So, but it's not going to work for everybody if, if it, there's no alignment there. And I love the idea of when you lead with who you are and when, and there's part of this too, I think that's interjected energetically, you're accepting yourself. You're like, there's the coming out of this is who I am. So you either take it or you leave it. 
and letting go of the fear that comes with all the people that want to leave it, right? Yeah. And as you clarify those brand values and you put them out there, not only is it going to help you attract the right customers, but it's going to help you attract the right community and collaboration partners. If you're a solopreneur who's trying to scale, you're eventually going to bring in team members, or maybe you've got a small team and you need to add to your team and bring in more people. The hiring process becomes so much easier if you're upfront about your brand values, because you're going to attract people who align with you. Because at the end of the day, and we're seeing this in the great resignation and the economy, is that people don't want to work for just a paycheck. They want to work for a mission or vision and purpose that's bigger than them. And so talking about what that is for you will help you attract people that could work with you that want to do that same thing. Because at the end of the day, not everybody has the risk-taking of an entrepreneur. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, and that's okay. But if as an entrepreneur, you're sharing what your mission is and the things that you value, you're going to attract people to your team that are on that same page and can help you with that mission. Right. And then not only are they, not only is there alignment, but the work's better, the work's more efficient because like you said, and it was, you said it really beautifully because people, when, when people care, nobody cares more about our business and our you know legacy than we do. But when you can find people on your team that want to work for that legacy, for that mission alongside you, the work that comes from that, the the collaborative effort and the reach is so much greater because they are invested in that mission with you versus trying to do everything alone. Yeah. While we're talking about that, I want to talk a little bit and clarify the difference between mission and vision and talk about maybe your brand mission and your company or your personal mission, because I think those can kind of get interspersed, but there is makes sense to discuss as your personal mission. That's like your why. Like, why do you get up in the morning? Why are you putting in the hours, putting in the hard work, figuring out the things, learning? You know, that can be different from your brand and your company's mission. But likely your personal mission is the why that's fueling your brand mission. So as an example, the Consistency Corner, my brand, our brand mission is to take the overwhelm out of marketing for small business owners. My personal mission is to support working moms in living their best life. Mm -hmm. So if my company is taking the overwhelm out of marketing for a woman who owns a business, I'm helping her as a working mom be better at her job and live her best life. So they're connected, right? So I'll talk about both in my content because I want people to know. This is what my company does, and this is how we do it, and this is why this matters to me. And then that attracts community partners, customers, collaborators who are interested in the same thing. Now, when we think about our vision, your vision is typically more for you and your internal team. You're not necessarily sharing that with the world because that's what you're growing towards and what you're working to be able to do in the future, and it's shared publicly yet. Right. And then your values are like the legs that those tables are standing on. And that's what's holding up your mission, your vision, and your why. And those values have to be firmly planted in order for the mission to be able to take hold and actually be accomplished. Yeah. And I love the clarity that you just provided in all the different definitions because I've I've seen and I myself have been like 
which is which and they are they interchangeable and how do they work but it's like they really do all work together they're it's like a puzzle for your business so my question for you would be from this for someone that's like okay i know my why i know what the i know what the mission is i know what my vision is i know where i'm going i know why i want to go there and they're a little unsure of like where would you tell somebody to start like rediscovering and and i want to preface this by saying Sometimes we think as business owners, because we've gotten so far for all of my established business owners that are listening, I really believe that it's good to revisit all of this, your mission, your vision. I mean, that's one of the things that I did with one of my clients who's literally multimillionaire, but it was like looking back, sometimes when you're so established, this little stuff on the bottom that you think is not important rewriting her mission and regrounding into her why created incredible momentum for her. So all of that being said, I think this is no matter what level, I don't like using that word that you are on. I think it's important to take a look at what are your personal values? What are your business, your brand values? Are you in alignment with those? Are you, what you're, are you practicing what you're preaching? Are you bringing that forward? Does it, is it in is it taking place in your marketing at all? So how would you tell somebody who's maybe needs to revisit this, or maybe this is brand new to them? Where do they start? Yeah. You know, a lot of businesses I see will write a mission statement and then it kind of gets put on the shelf yeah. or maybe on a plaque on the wall, but like, we're not regularly talking about it. So I totally agree. Revisiting this at least once a year when you're setting your annual goals and deciding does this mission statement need to evolve? And that's okay. It can totally evolve. That's 100% fine. You can tweak language. You can rewrite it and start over if you want to. But when it comes to your brand values, those are things that are probably not going to evolve over time, but they need you need time to pull them out and sit with them and find the right language to communicate them. So there's a couple of things that I recommend you do if you've never written brand values or if you've written them, but you're like, I don't know if this feels quite right for my brand. And the first thing is like, sit down with pen and paper or a notes app or Google doc, if you're a typer, and you're just going to do some brain dumping and you're going to answer these questions. What do I always say? Like, what are some phrases that I always say? Like for me, I always say, you know, process over progress, progress over perfection. Like that's just something that I always say. You know, I might ask myself, like, what is important to you? So for me, being kind, working hard. That's how I came up with work hard and be nice. It's something that's very important to me. What do you want to be known for? You know, I personally want to be known for the fact that I lean into personal development and that I'm encouraging of others. So like cheer each other on became a brand value for the consistency corner. And I'm sitting here and I'm rattling these off to you guys like, but it, it takes time. It takes that journaling, that brain dumping, that putting it on paper and then sitting with it, giving mm -hmm. yourself some space. Like this is one of those things that I don't want you to sit down and say, all right, I got 15 minutes. I'm going to write my brand value. Don't do it to just check the box. <laughs> right. Like you can write them in 15 minutes. You can brain dump for 15 minutes, but then give yourself a couple days or a week to sit with it, to think about it, to think about it in the shower, to think about it while you're driving, to thinking about it while you're taking a walk and let it settle. 
And then another thing is to do some research around, you know, whether it's Pinterest or Google about what other brand values are, you know, think about brands that you admire Mm -hmm. and research them and what language do they use for their brand values? Because there might be a word or a phrase or a sentence that inspires you that you're like, yes, that's actually the way I wanted to say it. Because when I think about brand values, kindness, transparency, education, I hear people say, those words a lot. And the words are very important, but a little sentence that explains what it means for you and your team is incredibly powerful as you bring people onto your team, because your brand was born inside of your heart and lives inside of your head. And it's language that communicates that to other people so that they can communicate the same thing and protect the brand that you've worked so hard to build. Mm, so good. So good. I love it. So good. I have like so many questions, thoughts, but like just the fact that I think there's so much power in taking stuff that's out of our heads and our hearts and putting that on paper and bringing it to the forefront. There's so much that gets like wasted for lack of a better way to say it. And that's where, as you know, like potential is my thing. And so there's wasted potential when you harbor these things. And I think sometimes, and this kind of goes into like why it's important to lead with your brand values is sometimes we assume that people know things. And it's like, you know, this being a marketing person, like we have to repeat and we have to repeat some more. And then we have to repeat some more. And then after that, we're going to say it one more time and probably a hundred times after that. Yeah. You know, and I think about you, you talked about maybe somebody who's a little bit more advanced or they, they've scaled or they've been in business a little bit longer. I think about a brand that I've worked for in the past that when I took over as the marketing director, they did not have defined brand values. They had a mission statement, but they had never actually taken the time to write the brand values. And we, I helped write them. And it was probably a six month process in really working with the owner to define the actual language to use. But what I realized is that in the growing pains, because all businesses have growing pains, is that the brand was going through like the teenage years of like, we're not quite an adult, I'm an adult, we don't have it all together, but we're big enough that like, we're not a baby, we're not a toddler anymore. And they desperately needed those values to filter decisions through. Because when you are growing to be able to come back and say, is this line of business, product, pivot, opportunity, whatever it may be, is this in alignment with who we are and who we want to be that can help some of the missteps that you might take during those growing pains when you can filter things through those brand values? Yeah, so they can serve as almost like a manual to refer back to when you are making decisions. And that's, I think, such a powerful, it's making, it it helps you to make more empowered decisions, right? And so those are conversations that a leader, a CEO should be having with their team on the regular referencing the brand values. So when we're sitting down and we're having a touch base and we're talking about, okay, such and such, this happened this week, you need to have a coaching conversation with so-and-so. Well, talk to me about what that looks like in relation to this brand value. You know, it brings it into the forefront of the conversation so that it's not just a page in your employee handbook, but it's something that you're living 
and discussing every single day with your team. Right. Yeah. And it's really interesting as the comment just said, because there is a lot of, there's so much that in entrepreneurship and especially with growing of social media that it's like, this is the thing that works. Do this thing, do this thing. And every single person, no matter the level that I've worked with, I find myself always being like, let's come back to your foundation. Let's come back to number one, your vessel, who you are as a human and a leader And let's come back to, I had a conversation with a client today. What were you doing when you started? Because you already, you've built to here. So you already actually know what worked. But when you have shiny object syndrome, when you're chasing this or that, it's such a distraction from your purpose and from your potential that I think this is beautiful, almost like rerouting that to where when you start to glance over here at what someone else is doing, or you start to say, this isn't working the way that it should. So I need to do something different. You, this to me, brand values feels like in the way that you're explaining it and how I'm perceiving it is coming back into that, like a, a foundational piece of your business that you can come back into for that sense of stability, for that sense of safety to say, am I aligning with this? Because at the end of the day, if we're not in alignment with ourselves and our mission, then it doesn't really matter what, what we're chasing. Right. Yeah. And when we're building our business or let's say we're repairing our business, if we're going back and kind of working on fixing some cracks that we've realized we have, that's not sexy. It's not fun. Like, and I always say people, it's like building a house, building the foundation and picking out the like concrete that's going to go in the foundation. Like I'm not a builder. I don't know, but my husband is. So I know this is things that you do. Like that's not as fun picking out the flooring and the lights fixtures yeah but I put flooring and light fixtures and paint color on the dirt they won't last but if I put them on a foundation that has been built into the ground and that we've taken the time to build that foundation now I've got a brand that's actually gonna last because I took the time to do it but we can't do it overnight you know it's like you said it's not a 15 minute check the box I wrote my brand values like it does take some time Yeah. And you know that you're speaking my love language, which is longevity and sustainability and doing the thing right now for the better future. And I think that long-sightedness over being short-sighted and and focus on instant gratification, I believe that is, it it is a non-negotiable for real success and to build success while also enjoying the quality of your life, which I know you understand. Yeah. And what you said about shiny object syndrome, I mean, that's where for a CEO or a leader to work with somebody like you, a coach that can help you focus and have that like. 10,000 foot view or outside perspective to be like, I know you think that you need to chase this, 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 and this, but really let me help you hone it in. Because when you're in the weeds and you're in the day-to-day, it is, it's so easy to fall for that. Like, I got to do this and I got to do that and all the things. And then you find yourself exhausted because your energy has been thrown all over the place in things that aren't necessarily moving the needle. Right. And not only that, but you're not holding yourself to the standard that you've set. And this is like, I think hearing you explain brand values and kind of what they stand for, it's like setting standards for your business to where you can, like you said, when you're making decisions and come back into, and I think that can, as far as like why you would want to lead with this. And I want to hear more from you on this, but that would be a huge reason to, like you said, protect your energy, to be able to know like, 
do I need to go down that path? Is that the, is that path even in alignment with where I want to go? Am I just choosing that because I think that I should, because somebody else is doing it and making X amount of dollars, or is it genuinely something that I want? Is it genuinely something that I believe can create something bigger and better? And I think just, just knowing this, it just, it creates such a, a different, I mean, I'm inspired to even go back and, and rewrite and think about some of these questions that you've asked too. Yeah. You know, as a leader, that shiny object syndrome, and I think about in the marketing space, like social media is a great example of this. It's like, okay, well, I've, I've got to be on Instagram and I have to be on TikTok and I have to be on Facebook and LinkedIn and I'm posting on Pinterest and all, all the things. And it's like, okay, well, let's go back and talk about how are you serving your audience? Mm-hmm. And is the platform a tool that actually allows you or a container that allows you to serve your audience in a way that's in alignment with your brand voice and your, your values? For me, like TikTok, not for me. It's just not. The, the current space of that container is volume. Yeah. Quantity over quality. Be there, be there, be there, be there. For me, I would rather be in the DMs of Instagram encouraging my audience where I can just interact and cheer them on and host a monthly co-working session where I answer questions because yeah. helps in align with my values of cheering each other on. Showing up on TikTok and doing dances for me isn't in alignment with my values. So it's easy for me to say, that's not for me right now. And as you grow, absolutely, there are going to be things that you're going to layer in when you add the capacity by adding to your team. But if you're a one woman show or you're a small team where everybody's wearing a lot of hats, if you're not choosing things that are in alignment with your brand values, you're going to burn out your people. Then you're going to burn your people because they're like, what are we even doing here? Why are we doing this? And it goes back to that whole conversation about people want to be working for a larger purpose and the shiny object for your team, it's not so shiny for this. (laughs) Right. Okay. So you want to lead with your brand values because it helps you to protect your energy. It helps you to make decisions in your company and otherwise outside of your company too, I believe. What are some other reasons why you think it's really important for people to really look at what their brand values are and stay in alignment with them and be sharing these regularly with their community. So attracting your audience. And like we said, you know, there's so much content in the world. There's so much that we can consume. And yes, there is value in entertaining content that is truly for entertainment. But when it comes to helping people, I mean, most of us as business owners, we solve a problem with our zone of genius or our expertise, Mm -hmm. and that we could help people in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So we're linking that back to our brand values allows us to help the right people and make sure that we're talking to the right people. You know, when I said, when you talk to, or maybe I didn't say this, I just thought it, but when you try to talk to everybody, nobody listens, right? They just don't because there's too much content to hear. But when you decide who you're talking to, and you talk to that one person, other people will eavesdrop and they're going to listen in and they're going to pay attention. And if they overhear these little brand values, these things that hit them in their core, because they're also in alignment with those values, they're going to be like, yes, this person is for, for me. And that's one like I connected is personal development, learning, growth mindset. Like I want to work with people and be around people that have those same values. 
And so I have to talk about it in my content because that's going to attract those people. Yeah, such a good point. And then when you attract people who there is some sort of resonance or relatability, that's where you kind of cut out that awkwardness of like, ooh, that area. (laughs) Like, no, this is something important. This is what I stand for. And then it's like that conversation never has to be had because you're on the same page already. So I love that. And that's that's important. We want to attract our people. And I want to share one more thing around the power of the compound effect and inconsistency. You know, with your brand values, if you talk about your about brand values one time in one post or in one email, or it's on the page of your employee handbook, and that's the only time we ever talk about it, it's not going to stick. But if we continue to talk about it and we leverage the compound effect to share that message over and over and over again, that is when it is going to stick and actually make an impact. But so often as business owners, especially when we're trying to figure it out, we get in our own heads and we're like, well, I shared this and nobody liked it. So I shouldn't talk about that anymore. Well, that's not true. Talk about it some more. People need to hear it. Yeah. It's such a good reminder though, because people still, we, and this is just conditioning from our society is that like, we get attached to the thing that has the bigger numbers because we think that that's what we need. And it's so interesting to me because you can have a lot of engagement on your post and have zero dollars in your bank account. Yeah, a hundred percent. You can have a lot of engagement. You can have a lot of reach and have zero sales because reach reach matters. It does. If nobody's seeing your stuff, you're never going to grow, but you can have a reel that goes viral and means nothing. Right. I agree. And it's so funny because I think so many people are like changing their complete marketing strategy to meet the fucking algorithm, wherever it's at. And I'm like, just instead of like driving yourself crazy, just keep showing up. And yes, there's going to be tweaks and that's any business. You're going to have to evolve. There's going to be, but like, you know, I personally don't really do any of like the trending audios for reels. Maybe they get more reach when you do that. But what I've found is that that more reach, cool, it might reach more people, but the reach that I get when I show up and I speak about something to my people is going to create more conversions. And I think this is a conversation to have that's really important to have about when you're maybe adding to your team, maybe you're starting to outsource your marketing, the difference between a social media manager and a marketing strategist. So we could probably go down a whole nother rabbit hole of that, but a social media manager could be very helpful. They are going to help you with the tricks and the trends and the algorithm, and they're going to help you with the tasks, but they're not necessarily looking at social media as a piece of your holistic marketing strategy which is where you are focused on the customer journey and all the things. And that's where marketing strategy becomes so important. And as you outsource to your team, whether it's an internal team member or an agency or a consultant, having defined this mission, vision, and values and ideal customer is foundational Mm -hmm. to be to have somebody support you because you know your business inside and out because it grew from you that external person doesn't and let give them the tools, it's going to take them a lot longer to actually help you because they've got a learning curve. Yes, yes, yes. And which goes back to everything that we've said about this being, it's, it's foundational and it's about being willing to do the foundational work 
no matter where you are, because that's, I mean, the things that are, when you're willing to look at different areas that aren't as pretty or as shiny, and you're willing to do that work, the behind the scenes work, it's easy to show up and post whatever on social media. But when you're willing to be like boots on the ground, like dig into why we're doing this and what we're doing it for and what it means to us and the things that, and who we want to serve. And you are really clear on that for yourself. It's everything flows from that. And so a lot of times people will hire and outsource. And I've, I've fallen victim to this to where you hire and outsource, but because there is a lack of clarity from the get go, you don't get what you want from it because at the end of the day, you have to take responsibility on like, you weren't as clear. You weren't as as specific as you really need to be about like, this is what I want, don't want, this is what we stand for, don't stand for. And those kinds of things to where it just all comes back to, and this is another rabbit hole, is the conditioning of women of, we have to please everybody. We want, and there's also, I think in entrepreneurship, an added layer to that, to where it's like, fuck, I just need to get some income in the door. But when you carry that, solopreneur mindset into an established business, which happens with a lot of people, then you cap your potential. And so that's what can be really frustrating for a lot of really successful women. They're actually not having the success that they want. But I think this is such a great conversation to kind of dig into for anybody to where you get to start to see, you know, I'm actually not being represented. Maybe they've never done brand value. So it's like, I built something successful and I've, I know my ideal client, but I don't know my brand values. Yeah. You know, and I've worked with marketing agencies that will ad agencies specifically for paid ads. And this is a big conversation I have with a lot of clients about paid ads and is it worth it? And should I do it? You can pour fuel on the fire. Of course you can. But if there's no kindling to keep the fire going, you're just dumping out fuel, meaning you're throwing money away for no reason at all. And mo- many ad agencies, I won't say all, but many ad agencies will start out with, what's your budget? Not who's your audience. Ah. Because you, yes, you need a budget. You need fuel. But you've got to have these stuff underneath. And you as the CEO, it's your responsibility to figure that out and work with your team or whomever you're hiring to support you so that the kindling for that fire is there so that the fuel can do its job. Right. Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. And and that's, you can't just throw money at something and, and think that that's going to fix it. Whether that's, you know, a marketing specialist, whether that's a coach, it's not, that's, we're not, we're not fixers. What we are is people that help you reach your potential in any given area by creating more, efficiency by calling you to a higher standard. And yeah, I just think a lot of people, I've seen so many people spend so much money on ads and it's like, you have great, you have an outward appearance. What's behind that? What's going on? Where are you leading them to? Why are you leading them there? So, well, this has been amazing. So just kind of to recap here. So if anyone wants to revisit or discover their brand values, they're going to sit down They're going to ask themselves the questions that you went through. They're going to sit with the answers to those questions. And then what's next for them? Making sure you've got it on paper. So even if that's as simple as like a Google Doc and 
hand that to somebody else, or it could be more robust as like a brand kit. Mm-hmm. And then when you create your marketing strategy and your content plan for the month, the week, the quarter, whatever it may be, I like to do quarterly content planning. We make sure that there are content activations or content containers where we are talking about and dripping in brand value content. Because in addition to your internal team and that needing to just become part of your DNA and talking with your internal team about brand values, we want to make sure that we're not getting stuck in that like sales mode of like, by the thing, here's the offer only in our content. And incorporating brand values and sharing lessons, stories, tips, that's the nurture type content that you can incorporate your branding values in to make sure that it's out there. And anybody who has a website, there should be somewhere on your website that you talk about brand values, Mm. like a hundred percent. So good. So good. You've given me some stuff that I'm like, oh, she's got me thinking now. I need to to reevaluate and go back to some things, go back to some roots and some place on my own. I love this. Thank you so much, Ruthie. Is there anything else that you want to, that you want to share before we hop off today that you think would be helpful? Um, You know, I think the one reminder that I'd love to give with everybody, give to everybody My brand is the Consistency Corner, and I speak to consistency all the time, but I just want to share the reminder that consistent does not have to mean constant. Mm -hmm. And with that shiny object syndrome, sometimes we do beat ourselves up because we're not showing up enough or we're not doing the thing enough. But what we have to do is we have to decide an intensity that we can commit to at a consistency we can maintain that's in alignment with those values. And so that doesn't have to mean 24 seven always on, but whatever it means, we've got to give ourselves the time to actually see it through and see if it works. So that would be my, my one reminder. And if you love tips like this mindset and marketing best practices, I also have a podcast, the consistency corner. I'd love for you to check out and join our community over there. Yeah. So make sure you guys are following Ruthie and we'll put everything in the show notes for the podcast episode as well. So everybody can reach out to you, contact you, connect with you there. Thank you so much again for sharing your beautiful knowledge. Hopefully I'll see you here in a few weeks at CEO Power Hour. Yes, yes, yes. You got to get in there because there's some things happening that with something else, I'll have to fill you in. But um, yeah, where there's going to be a lot of new ladies, a lot of new faces coming in. Okay, super excited. And uh, yeah, just thank you again for sharing all this. This has been really, really good. I hope it's been helpful for everybody that's watching and everybody that will listen to the podcast episode. So make sure you guys are following Ruthie. Check her out. She posts some great content. Her podcasts are amazing, especially the episode with me in it, obviously. (laughs) Your episode comes out in April. I'm pretty sure it's not out just yet, but it will be out. Kelsey and I have a powerful conversation about consistency. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a great conversation. Well, I always love talking to you and seeing you. So I'll talk to you soon and see you in a few weeks. Yes, thanks for having me. All right, talk to you soon. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way. 
so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation and it's free. The link is in the show notes. So I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.